and we are we're back on, on the Ave. The Ave. What's going on, my dad, my guy? Uh, not much. I mean, a lot, but you know, not much. Things are pretty. Things are pretty good at home. You know, uh, wifey's settled in. Nice. Baby's nice. doing fantastic. He is eating, eating, eating. This Aww. kid. You know, he's the he's the chubbiest little baby I ever did Aww. see. We love chubby babies. Yes, yes, we do. Um, my name is Eddie, aka Kid Oso, and I am Christopher Robin, aka Christopher Robin. Yeah. Got him, but not the not the little skinny white boy, not not him, the other. The... Yeah, I, I would say uh, a well a well built, lovely young stud oh. of a black Listen, man. Listen, you're only saying that because I'm wearing this tight ass shirt. And I will continue saying it every time you wear a tight-ass shirt. <laughs> Anywho, so what's going on in your world? What's what's <laughs> happening? What's going on? What's this? Not much. Uh, since the last episode, I realized I made two goofs. Oh, whatever. No, not whatever. I dwell on these things. It's It permeates oh my mind. So... First of all, <laughs> uh, I said Marie Cotillard, and it's actually Marion Cotillard, uh, the beloved oh. actress. And then uh, my second correction is that I had mentioned uh, Natasha Henstridge playing Blood Rain, and it was actually Kristana Loken, uh, we, European we, hottie. But we from we stan country. a white queen. Well, actually, Kristana Loken is American, just from... Yeah, her oh, parents are uh, Norwegian, but she's American. She's from like ah. Kansas or some shit. I'm, I'm totally yeah, that lying sounds about, about that, right. But she is, she's definitely American. Oh, okay, yeah. certainly American. I mean, uh, Loken sounds pretty. Uh, she's either, Nor- yeah, either Norwegian or Swedish, something. But yeah, we stand a Norwegian. Queen. Well, you said white queen before, and I was going to say the only white queen I acknowledge is Emma Frost. Yeah, that is not a white queen I acknowledge. <gasps> yeah. Oh, really? We got beef with Emma Frost? <laughs> Not beef with Emma Frost, but, like, maybe I'm just a career contrarian, but, like, I can't stand characters that are sort of force-fed to the audience. Like, I Whoa. can't stand... I, and I know this is a, a, a controversial statement, but, like... It is specifically with me, I'll say that. I'm, I'm very much... Uh, <laughs> I do love Emma Frost. Problematic fave, but still. I get it. I, like I, I, I understand why people like her, but like she's just part of the, like much like Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Like, I much prefer fringe characters. Like my favorite DC characters are like the Flash or Green Lantern or like Hot Girl. Like I, I like the fringe characters that aren't just sort of like pushed to the front and made like. The poster boy, so to speak. Oh, but so. she's like so important to the X Men. Like her, she and Scott Summers were like doing oh, the work during Revolution era. They, they were doing no something. way. There, there, something was being done. Oh, are what? you gonna? Yeah, was, you, was it work? I don't know that it was work. Or it was work. Work was being put in. Listen, if if Scott was Che Guevara. Emma Frost was like the diplomat at the forefront shaking hands with everybody like you know I feel like they were a good power couple you know obviously 
nothing really comes close to Scott and Gene. Like, it's really hard to beat them as a couple. Like, they've been through fucking ugh. everything together. But... Ugh. Just... Ugh. Scott... And also, another hot take. Scott is a cop. And you can't convince me otherwise. I can convince you otherwise. I beg of you, read the uh read the revolutionary era like everything uh i believe that uh was it bendis no it wasn't bendis it was um yeah i don't know well be that as it may the revolutionary era of the x-men was probably some of the best scott stuff i ever seen i would call him a a boy scout for sure but i mean he's dressed his entire animated series costume is a boy scout costume come on (laughs) tell tell me i'm lying i mean yes but i feel like i feel like the depiction of scott in the animated series is uh it really paints cyclops in a corny ass light because he really is like he's a g like this is a man that will go like Toe to toe with anybody, like hands, like no beams, uh, and he's just like one of the like. I mean, for me personally, he's like the greatest leader of the X Men. Aurora Monroe would like to have a conversation, but we can. I'm not we... saying she's a bad leader, but he also he even acknowledged that she's a great leader. You know, she just like I actually. You know what? Leader maybe is the wrong word. Tactician. Scott is definitely the tactician of the group. Like you, you need somebody like that that can kind of see all the like all the battle plans. Like the man is a genius when you throw him in the field, you know. Yeah, sure. I'm not buying it, but we can we can have this argument another day because I have feelings. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I, mean, I would love to talk about Scott Summers. Uh, he is like so important to me. Uh, as uh, as an X Men character, because for me, I always thought that he was like kind of like the corny guy, and and like you know, Logan was like for the for the edgy kids, you know, like all the edgy kids yeah. love Wolverine because he wasn't afraid to stab a guy. But oh, you know, I don't know. There's just something about Scott, especially when he did the revolutionary turn, that I was just like, you know what? Actually, he has a lot of valid points, and I think that that was right around the time that my politics started to change a little bit as well. Okay. You know, so I think that maybe I'm not going to say the Cyclops influenced my politics, but I mean, when you're looking at an allegory of uh, mutants being a bunch of pickmies, or uh, what's what's the other what's wow. the other term? Uh, oh yeah, we're gonna not we're gonna a, play not that a game. A bunch of pickmies. Yikes! Oh well, not o- not only pickmies. What are the uh, What's the term for when you're just like, oh, well, I'm the nice ones in my race, so you can trust us. What, what are, what's the term for that again? Uh, I don't even know. Well, you know what I'm trying to say. is like, you know, like, we're the nice ones, so you can actually trust mutants because we'll keep an eye on them. We'll police them. You know, we'll, 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 uh, oh. we'll sure do that for you, boss. Like, oh, uh, like Uncle Tom's? Yeah, basically. They, uh, I mean, yeah. It really is kind of a, just well, a bunch of, like... Uncle Tom's at least under Charles Xavier's. Uh, well, right. I think that that can be applied to Xavier. I don't know that it applies to everybody else. 
Well, he's, I mean, for lack of a better way to put it, he sort of forced the X-Men to shuck and jive for humanity. Uh, like, We are getting away from the point. <laughs> uh, Scott Summers is a cop, and I can't stand him, and I can't stand M. Frost, and I don't like Superman, Batman, or Wonder Woman. That is the point we're trying to make here. I will send a bunch of stuff your way about Scott Summers that I feel like will change your mind, and you get around to reading them when you want to. You know, but I got I've, a couple of issues in particular. He literally blows up a cop car in like the '80s. So I will never be on the Scott Summers train. It's just not going to happen. There's nothing, and I have another friend who who loves Scott and and Emma, and he has tried on numerous occasions to get me to to conform. Uh, and to drink the Kool-Aid, so to speak, and it's just not going to happen. I, I am, I stand on business, as the kids like to say. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't, I don't need you to stand Cyclops. There's plenty of people that do that already. What I'm just saying is, is that you, you just got to recognize, you got to recognize Ball. You know, like you gotta, you gotta look at his record, uh, post animated series like everything after like age of apocalypse and all that like it, he really like he he is that guy like he's he's for the streets that man like he, he knows what's up he's a, for the streets is a term definitely for the streets but listen there's different ways you can interpret that and you know what <laughs> maybe the way that he's treated women over the years means he is also for the streets but Certainly for the streets. Anyway, uh, I am I am ten toes down a Scott Summers hater. If if hater, <laughs> what is it? What is it? They say uh, if a thousand people hate Scott Summers, I am one of them. If a hundred people hate Scott Summers, I am one of them. If nobody hates Scott Summers, I am dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um. But what's going on in your life? How's how's your mental? How do we do it emotionally and all of that jazz? Um, mental doing okay. Uh, I do have one small thing that I kind of want to get off my chest because it. it's something that I've been thinking about since I went on personal leave for the baby. Okay. Uh, I've been at my job less than a year because circumstances changed and I was able to secure something at a nicer time uh, and have a, have a little bit more of a broad schedule to be able to like be open for my family during the evening. Right. I like the idea of putting my kids to bed, reading Absolutely. them a bedtime story, all yeah. that fun stuff, you know. Be and a father. Yeah, exactly. And recently I kind of feel like I've been shaded a little by my job. Okay. Uh, specifically because you know, I took I took a small pay cut in in exchange for that, and I was cool with that. But the thing that really really got my goat was that I have to be there for at least a year before they give me uh, full parental leave, which would have netted me like a percentage of my average paycheck based on forty hour work week. Okay. And they didn't give it to me because I'd been there for less than a year. And I missed the deadline by literally the three weeks that I needed to take care of this baby. Yikes. Yikes indeed. So that just kind of got me thinking about mm, how much I'm not a fan of the labor workforce. 
and how, you know, they expect your top labor, but you will never have enough experience to yeah. uh, go vertical in the field. Yeah. Um, you don't matter to these people anyway because you either don't play into their politic or when they open up those higher positions, there's somebody already, like, right. you know, lined up for it. And they're just, they're basically, they're playing in your face, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of feels messed up to know that no matter what, uh, if I'm not unified with, I'm trying to find the right way to say this in case one of these people manages to hear this, but right. uh, yeah. basically... Uh, if you're not unified in a way that organizes your collective bargaining power, you know what word I'm trying to say without saying. Mm -hmm. These things wouldn't happen. I feel like I caught it. I could have gotten my time just yeah. as 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 accessible as anybody else yeah. for uh, parental leave, and they didn't give it to me, and that sort of pissed me off. So I've been kind of dwelling on that while I'm getting ready to go back to work uh, this week. So damn, I'm sorry. No, it's totally fine. You know, like, yeah. uh, you kind of, when you're in a non-unified work-labor force, you kind of know the risks that are going to come with it. And unfortunately, of yeah. one of them is is that they get to treat me the way they do. Yeah. And there's not too much I can do about it as an individual voice. Yeah. You know, even if I am very, very open about the way that these practices kind of either don't make sense or are antiquated in some way i know that at the end of the day i still gotta punch in and out and take care of my family yeah. so yeah so that's me how about you uh, here um i am currently doing okay i love to hear am, it am exhausted as all hell i forgot what like you know i had been working from home for a great deal of time um or like only having to be in the office for three days at a time um, for like the last four years and that was so much fun right and now I'm like back basically full time and I just got this promotion so I forgot what it's like to like be on hand like all of the time and I'm, I'm now on eight days I only have one day off this week so I'm just like I'm struggling, man. I'm I'm exhausted. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure like, you are. I'm like dealing with people, and as much as I like interacting with people and talking to folks, and you know, I'm just like, oh, can I have just just like ten minutes to myself? So, uh, I worked today, and uh, on my way to work uh, after I left the house. Uh, and I got on the train, I just randomly started crying. And, you know, I don't mind crying. For a really long time, I thought I couldn't cry. Um, I was like, something's wrong with me. Uh, I would like broken. to get back to that. At, I would like to get back to that at a later time. Maybe not today, but I would love to talk about that. The crying or, or my brokenness? <laughs> the not crying is the one that interests me more. Yeah, for a really long time, I was like, I I did not cry for anything. Um, but uh, yeah, like I got on the train this morning and I just like started bawling, and I couldn't understand why. And like after it it stopped, I uh, I sort of did some reflection, like or introspection, and and 
um, you know, I started thinking about my family and, and my home life and just all of these things. And, and it's no, you know, I don't blame anybody for how, you know, for lack of a better term, fucked up I am emotionally. But I just started thinking about like what, what decisions could have been made in, in my childhood and, and whatever that could have had a different outcome on my adulthood. You know, it just got me to thinking and, and maybe therapy is in, in order or, you know, I don't know. Just, I got to thinking about, about life and, and all the shit that's happened and, and I don't know. A lot of feelings just came bubbling up that I, I didn't, that weren't triggered by anything, which I, I, I thought was really weird. Um, it just happened. So. And then I Maybe also started. Maybe you were triggered by something. Well, so I I was thinking about my dad. You know, my dad passed in August, and uh, that's a trigger. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and he and I didn't have a great relationship, or we didn't have any relationship, to be honest. Um, and without going into super detail, um, you know, I can relate. Yeah, I I just like. I think I I didn't I didn't mourn him necessarily because I didn't know my dad, you know. When when we finally developed some semblance of a relationship, I was well into adulthood. I was like 25. Um I can relate. <laughs> uh but uh I think I am still mourning the relationship that could have been. And that sort of just gets me down sometimes. And, and I think I still have, like, one really big cry in me and, like, one really big breakdown uh, that hasn't yet come that I've just, that's, like, sitting in the pit of my stomach somewhere and it's just, like, every day just keeps inching towards the surface. But, yeah. Honestly, it kind of sounds less like a need for therapy and more like... Uh giving yourself a little bit of room to really grieve because it sounds like what you just said that you're that you're grieving for something that could have been or a relationship that could have been cultivated and it's totally understandable that you're you know mourning the loss of something that potentially could have happened i think that we feel that way in our lives about a lot of things yeah and yeah that's fair you know for it to be the person that sired you you know whether or not <laughs> oh, what a term <laughs> you acknowledge them well you know I'm, I'm trying to be i'm trying to be apolitical about this because like i full disclosure also don't really have a fantastic relationship with my father yeah. um it's better than it was and still it's something that i'm dwelling on once in a while yeah so i can understand you know if that chance was taken from me before i had the chance to really put some effort into healing that you know whatever that might look like at the end of of my life mm -hmm. uh i i would also mourn very much if that chance was taken away from me yeah, yeah. so i think i'm really sorry thanks yeah, so I think, like, there was just a... As I'm replaying the events of this morning, there was, like, an errant thought about my dad, and then it just all... It was a, a snowball effect, and I was sitting at the train station just like, what is happening? Why am I like this? <laughs> Why didn't my dad love me? Uh, no, that's dramatic, but, you know, so... But aside from Listen, that... Listen, it's, it's valid for some people. Like I said, 
I'm not unfamiliar to this concept, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, before I start to cry again, my God, what did I do? Why did I open this gate? Um, let's... I'm here for you. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. Um, let's move on to something better. Fun? <laughs> something fun and, and less sad and angsty. Okay, something fun and less sad. How about the recent Sony State of Play? Oh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about... A lot of announcements. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot of announcements. Let's, let's talk about um, the Mailman game. <laughs> Death, the Mailman game? Death Stranding Are we going to call it that? Well, so that's... I did not play the first one, but everyone that I ever spoke to basically was like, the whole gist of the game is you are... You work for Amazon? And, right, and you're just delivering a package from one place to another. Uh, so I have, like, no frame of reference to exactly what the story is like, but everyone that I've talked to is just like, you're just a, de- a, a delivery boy, and you walk around... The this- story <laughs> is Hideo Kojima directed a game, play it. Uh, well, okay. Like, it, it's also, like, for me, I was just like, is this a, a movie that you're just, like, watching? Like, what are the mechanics? Like, I don't... I'm confused at this. So here's the thing. It is a lot of uh, walking, and you are delivering packages. But there is an overall narrative that I think uh, is trying to get at a point about... Uh, you know, the... Uh, there's like an old uh postal service ad that's like you know through through rain or or sorry neither rain nor sleet nor snow you know uh will prevent like the mail from getting to you <laughs> and uh, as someone who i think knows most of it 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 is uh neither rain nor sleet nor dark of night will actually i think that's probably all i know that's the part that i remember oh. but Yes. I was going to say, will phone bills ever escape my sight? T- taxes will be de- delivered or something. Beware my power. Uh, your bank account getting emptied smite. Right. Yeah. That's that's basically what the U- USPS is for. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, what else you want to talk about? Any, anything, uh, any of the original stuff in there catch your eye? Or um, were you pressed about every single remaster that they're making well i did um i was really interested in in ronin um yes which the more i i watched i was just like this is just that samurai game all over again what is the one uh sekiro shadows die twice no uh ghost of tsushima, ghost of tsushima. yeah i was just like it is this not just the sequel yeah but he's got like gadgets and there's like freaky people in there it feels a lot more like a what if there was like a ronin assassin's creed but it's playing like straight like they're just like no this is in the period it's not no animus no abstergo like nah you're the samurai like you get a a hang glider gerson said the same thing and I, i i was like i don't know that i get assassin's creed from it like yeah there's there's some sort of stealth aspects to it, but like, I don't know. From watching it, I didn't really gather. It didn't give Assassin's Creed to me, but I can see how people would 
come to that conclusion. Got um, it. But I was just like, this is just faster Ghost of Tsushima and like more like focused on combat. And I was like, oh well, this is this looks really interesting. And I'll likely get it. But I'm I'm wondering how they plan to, you know, like truly separate it from Ghost of Tsushima. Like it it's they're very similar in in play style and and like mechanics. So I'm wondering how they can sort of separate that and make sure that it it's its own standalone thing and won't be compared you know if i had to take a guess i would say from the trailer that it's basically like ghost of tsushima is like filet mignon and Mm -hmm. rise of ronin is like a crave case of sliders oh i mean but a crave case of sliders is really good i didn't say it wasn't okay okay good at least we have that established (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't even like filet mignon like that. If I'm being honest, it's a nice cut of meat, but you know, it's not a it's not a porterhouse. It's not a a tomahawk. Oh. You know, oh. he's got he's got taste. Listen, man, I'm a I'm a carnivore, and my doctor hates it. Well, I mean, that's fair. Meat is uh, meat is bad for us. Yeah, <laughs> it is a little bit. It's super bad for me, apparently. Any thoughts on the game Judas? From the creator of Bioshock. So we while we were watching it, we were like. Is this Bioshock? It is. <laughs> I was like, is this just Bioshock, like, 5? You couldn't convince me it's not how much, <laughs> however hard you try. Um, it looks exactly like it. Like, no offense to them. Like, I'm not mad at right. it. I love Bioshock. It's such a great game. Like, but I, we really sat there and were like, oh, this is, like, this is just Bioshock. So, you know. I, By the way, Bioshock, another game that accidentally formed my politics. Really? Yes. I've played, I think I played three. What's the one that's in the clouds? That's three. That's infinite, yeah. Okay, so maybe I played two. Two is when you play as the big daddy. Like, you got the drill and then, like, all the powers and you get, like, upgrades from the little sister and shit. And you gotta, like, hunt down big sisters. So it's three. I played infinite. Which I thought was a, a, a pretty solid game, but for the life of me, if you had a gun to my head and asked me what it was about, I genuinely could not tell you. I feel bad that you played Infinite because it's not going to make sense to you unless you had played one and two. Oh well, I mean, I do that a lot. I don't like. Uh, well, you know what? I said that, but you don't actually have to have played two. One would have been enough. Oh well, I'm shit out of luck then. Yeah, I tend to play games out of order. Like, I, yeah, I don't really, I don't really pay attention to legacy games. I'm just like or or sequels. I'm just like, oh, th- something came out, let me play it. And then a month later, I found out, I find out that it had prequels. And I'm like, well, I gotta go back and play this. You know, I'm looking forward to it, but I, it, like I said, it, it definitely just gave Bioshock vibes. So. Okay, uh, uh... but I am excited for Foam Star. <laughs> like. Okay, so that actually, I don't know, it looked dumb as hell to me. I'm not even going to front it. Go ahead, uh, pop off. I mean, it's just, it looks fun, and it's it, it just, it's colorful. And you you know me, I love color, and, and it's just, it's it's fun and, and exciting. and Or maybe not exciting, but it just looks like a, a good, like, mind-numbing sort of, like, you can zone out and just have a good time. And... Yeah. You, you know what it actually kind of reminds me of is uh, Splatoon. I mean, it's literally Splatoon with humans. It is. Right, right. So, you know, I, I'm I'm down for it. You know, we'll see what we'll see what happens on what is this uh it comes out tomorrow? 
or the day after, something like that. Yeah. Uh, oh, does yeah, it? Yeah, so they're releasing it on uh, PlayStation Plus, PlayStation yeah. Premium. Um, okay. Yeah, for free. So. Excellent. Yeah, I think it comes out on the 6th, so. Speaking of free, the uh, free Silent Hill game. <sighs> short message. Here we go. Um, not a Silent Hill fan. I am not a Silent Hill fan. I never played the games, but I did watch both movies. And <laughs> um, oh. I, I'm just sort of confused. I was talking about this to Gerson the other day. Uh, and I was just like, so Silent Hill is another dimension that you have no idea how you enter and you can't escape no oh okay so enlighten me because i have no idea what the hell this is about silent hill is deep and unconfronted trauma personified so for example in the uh first game you play as i believe a woman looking for her daughter right Rada Mitchell's character. Yeah, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, it turns out that either the child is uh, has passed already, or there was there was some funky stuff going on. But two is the one that really is like the kicker one because it's about a man that's refusing to confront that he uh, euthanized his wife who was dying from pretty se- or suffering from a, a pretty severe illness. Okay. And the whole game the reason why there's like a lot of violence done against women and why like pyramid head is so uh phallic is the sexuality and violence being blurred and just sort of like the violence against women that he's unable to deal with because, you know, he killed his wife. Okay. And none of the other games ever really come that close to it again. Like, Silent Hill 3 is not really... I, I believe it's about the girl from the first game, the daughter. Okay. Uh, I don't really I don't really remember. It's been a super long time since I played any of them. But they only get dumber every game. Mm-hmm. Like, 2 really was the standard for, like, oh, you can make a standalone story. And then everything else just became, like, literally what you described, where it's just like, oh, it's another world, and... Yeah. It's not a metaphorical story. It's like a literal purgatory kind of situation. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it. it as someone who who has only seen the movies and didn't play the games, like I, I, I don't have a frame frame of reference. It looks yeah. fine, but I. Anytime I I hear anything about Silent Hill, I'm just like I I am immediately brought back to this. It's just another dimension where everything is gray. <laughs> and they can't go home. That's all I know about that game. Yeah, I'm very curious about the short message because I feel like it's going to have something to say about uh, social media and uh, being young and oversharing and uh, dealing with uh, suicidal ideation. Hmm. Uh, uh, trigger warning if you don't know that about the uh, the new free game coming out, uh, the, the short message. There is a... Uh, a little bit of ideation in there. Um, yeah, I did download it. I haven't played it yet, but... Okay. I also will be playing it at some point. I've actually been messing with The Last of Us Part 2. Uh-oh. Well, you're you're uh-huh. slightly ahead of me. So, I'm, I'm gonna... I'm just gonna give it a couple weeks before I start on that. Very good so far. 
Yeah. I mean, I did watch, you know, I, I think I said this last episode, I, I watched most of it get played, so I have a general idea of what happens, but I haven't played it myself, so. Got it. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna give it a couple weeks and just, like, let us sink in. I'm, I'm obsessed with Power World right now. <laughs> Power World. It is fucking... I literally go to work and I'm like, okay, is it time? Can I can I go home and like play with my ghetto Pokemon? Can I please just go home and play with my ghetto Pokemon? What if you could give your Pikachu a Blicky? What? A Gat, the Chrome, oh. the Pipe. Okay, all right. You you got to remember who you're talking to. These words mean something <laughs> completely different to me. It's like a Blicky. That sounds quite sexual and, well now that we mention it people online are trying to get their their avatars to mate with the 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 pals it's it's quite concerning the furry community is in uproar out of control <laughs> truly um yeah it's it's going around where people are like you can you can mate with like fucking pikachu and create a whole new and and it's just like all right y'all are doing a lot can y'all just listen stop being horny if you were a good artist you could always do all that well true rule 34 kids look it up but then uh going back to the state of play uh dragon's dogma looks really good we've been watching a lot of uh videos about that and like all of the different classes and and i think like coming off the hills of Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate is fucking massive and amazing. Like, just an an insane game. Um, I'm very jealous. I will get around to that. Did game you not play it? But oh, it's so good. No. They they really thought of every single thing. Like, and I'm not I'm not a fan of. Don't do it. Let me say my piece, damn. Um, I'm not a huge fan of like that style of that style of gameplay or like I don't like top down um the like the top down view. It just Oh, I thought you were gonna say you weren't a fan of D D. Well, I I wasn't a fan of it prior to the game. Um I again had no frame of reference. I'm a I'm a terrible geek. Um but like board games and stuff like that, like I don't know the lore. Like, I have a really good friend who's super into Magic the Gathering. And before that, I was just like... Before, like, he showed me, like, all the mechanics and stuff, I was just like, this is... This is a little... Even more nerd than I'm willing to, to, you know, accept. But, um... Yeah, like, it really, like, immerses you in the... In the world and the gameplay and, like... I watched uh, Dungeons and Dragons the movie, and like I'm so glad that that was what primed me because the D and D game was so good. And then I played the game, and I was just like, "This is like there's not a there's nothing that they didn't think of. Um, there was so much care and effort and specificity put into this game, and it was just so good. So as at your earliest convenience, go sit down and play that fucking game. It's so good." I will eventually. 
but yeah, Dragon's Dogma t- seems to sort of follow that same that same structure. Um, and like I played the first one very briefly um, after playing Baldur's Gate, and it looks good. Like I'm really excited for it. It looks really good. And they added a new a new class or new style of character that I don't think has been introduced um, in these types of games before. So yeah, I'm down. I'll shell out the seventy bucks. Maybe that'll be that'll be on my uh, radar eventually too. Then it's really hard to keep up. Like I said, children. Listen, children and work. Any final thoughts on the state of play? Any other games you wanted to uh, talk about before we move Um, on? No, I'm just I'm I'm super waiting on my heels for Final Fantasy VII, and we're we're getting another preview of it on Tuesday, I think. That little teaser was crazy, showing uh, Cloud and Sephiroth fighting together. Yeah. So you know, curious as to what that is about. It is hands down my favorite game, and they just they pulled out all the stops with the with the remake. So I'm looking forward to it. I still need to go pre-order it because I've been really lazy and I can't decide if I want it digitally or hard copy. I would say get hard copy. Um, yeah, but the problem with the hard copy is uh, we share. We have uh, three PS5s, and like I've got one in New York. We have one in the living room here, one in the bedroom, and. If we got it digitally, we'd be able to share it. If we got it disc, it could only be played on one of them. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll figure it out. Okay. We got we got the first one. Um, Pragmatism. Listen, you got you to gotta think about this. We got remake hard copy. We got it on the disc, and we were just like, all right, well, we can only play this one at a time. But thankfully, I had COVID during that time, so he just, like, sat. Made it a lot easier. Yeah, he sat to... for, like, a week and just played it straight. Well, all right. That was mm. our little state of play segment, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh. 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 Happy Black. Happy Black History Month. Let's happy do Black that. History Month. Yeah. Shout out to the to us. Shout yeah, out. Shout, shout out, out to y'all. Shout out and to I guess my folks. <laughs> my folks too, to an extent. Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday, Rosa Parks. Happy birthday, Cameron. Happy birthday, Cameron. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I never thought. We would talk about Cameron and Rosa Parks in the same sentence. I mean, trailblazers, just in their trailblazers. In, in their in their fields. I yeah. I wore pink today. Oh, I was I was honoring Cameron un, unknowingly. Look look at the influence. <laughs> look at the influence. Only thing you were missing was a chinchilla coat. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's funny. I was having a, a conversation with my coworker who's like really into like hip hop culture, and do you remember? last year when you know last year was the 50th anniversary of hip-hop yeah it was uh and the mta oh this is gonna be the 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 rabbit hole we are about to go down um oh god the the mta released uh metro like special metro cards with like all new york based rappers and they were like you could only get them at certain stops so cameron's was it was at 125th uh, LL Cool J was in Forest Hills, and there were two others. One in in Brooklyn, and I th- was it Fat Joe or somebody from the Bronx? I don't know. Big Pun. Was it Big Pun? I forget who. The- I know for a fact it was LL Cool J and Cameron because I I went and I got both. But it's funny that we sort of segue into the MTA talking about Cameron. Because allegedly the MTA for in honor of 
Rosa Parks. <laughs> they just let everybody ride free today? <laughs> they let... Yep, that was definitely the point that Rosa Parks was trying to make. I mean, I'm not going to fault them. They accidentally did something based and they didn't understand why because they were so hopped up in, in the look at us, we we support black voices, don't jump the turnstile. Like, y'all let everybody ride free today? I'm confused. Listen, you get one of two choices. You can get everybody rides free and it helps the palm colored people no, feel like no, they're the white people a can't part ride of something free. special. The white people cannot ride for free. Okay. And the alternative is that every minority gets the ride for free and then and then we find out we got a city full of Rachel Dolezals. Don't we already? <laughs> okay. All right. We got to move away from this before it gets a little bit <laughs> spicier because I feel like I'm, I'm wading in the deep waters here. <laughs> I just thought that was like so wild. And apparently it was also the the transit system in D.C. as well or, or in Maryland. Uh-huh. They also let everybody ride for free. And I'm just like, this is like, I get it. I see the vision. But also in honor of Black History Month. All white people need to sit in the back of the bus. Reparations. It's the the least y'all can do. (laughs) The least y'all can do. No, I'm kidding. It's... It's so funny being being a New Yorker. Like I just remember like hearing about the whole like back of the bus thing, and just being like, yeah, I know y'all were forced to sit back there, but like when you look at like I don't know, I'm gonna say like the B52 for me, for example. Um, who's at the back of the bus? Right. <laughs> All the hoodlum kids that want right. to make noise and not get in trouble with the driver. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Funny story, just from a, a few years ago, I went to. I went to see a live recording of a show, so a live recording of a podcast, and um, we were waiting online. It was it was probably around this time, like in 2016 or whatever. And it's the podcast is hosted by two black people, and we were online. And behind us was this group of like white girls, and oh my god, this it pissed me off so much. So they're standing behind <laughs> us, and one of them says something to the effect of oh my god we got back of the bus tickets whoa and I, I thank god i was stoned out of my mind because i would have said something to her and i was just like you mean you came to see you are on this line with majority of black people going to see a black ass show and you got you were going to stand in our presence and make that fucking joke are you out of your mind that's crazy that's a that's a brave girl right there i was like she wants to die clearly not not that we are violent (laughs) or anything but i was just like girl like what are you doing it was i i was like i had to have she was feeling herself i had to have she was feeling super bold I had to have imagined it. I was like, this could not possibly be real. <laughs> During that, Black I'm History sorry. Month? Like, I, don't, I don't mean to laugh, but that, that shit is crazy. Like, or, or that time I went to the African American History Museum at the Smithsonian. And have you been? I want to so um, badly. Do it. They have the original set from Parliament Funkadelic, oh, yeah. the, the mothership. Oh, yeah, it's good. And I want to look at it so bad. It's good. Um, 
Yeah. I'm so angry. I want to go badly. At your... They, I think they also have, like, uh... They have, like, Jay Dilla's original uh, NPC, like... At your earliest convenience, get on a bus, come down here, and go see it. It's it's such an experience. Get on a bus? Girl, I got a car. I'm, I'm, I'm taking my family on oh, a trip. Oh, all right, whatever. Listen, whatever mode of transportation that doesn't require you to yeah. sit in the back. I gotta say, uh, not to go off on a tangent, but, uh... This is this is what I love about the way that like museums work is like you'll get like the most cool curated stuff like a whole African American wing, right? Mm-hmm. But then like the Brooklyn Museum, Brooklyn, you know, famous Brooklyn, like Brooklyn trademark. Right. Uh Brooklyn Museum has a huge exhibit dedicated to the cause, which was awesome. I like cause. I think he's got really, you know, it's not like original but right. like it's pretty it's it's a nice branded art yeah. um and i went up to the wing where there's like you know like here's like uh post uh 20th century art like 21st century like street shit mm-hmm. and they had uh ruth bader ginsburg with the fucking uh no- with the notorious big crown on oh, the head yeah. and i was just like if you don't get the fuck out of my face with that shit Notar- notorious rbg the notorious rbg it's the fucking the worst revision uh, of somebody I oh, ever seen in my life, wow. like the this fucking woman. I mean, she was, she was, <laughs> she was the Rosa Parks of her time. <laughs> this, I am not serious at all. Yeah, I know you're not, but I still like it. Still, kind of gave me a little bit of an aneurysm. I'm not even gonna front. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I'm at this museum, and so just to give you a little background, so. The, I think there are four levels, and each level is a different like uh, theme or or you know uh, subject in Black culture. And the the basement is, if I remember correctly, devoted to slavery, um, or maybe not slavery, but uh, it might be. I'm 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 telling this all wrong. But the the lower level is is probably the most. Um, heart-wrenching and 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 uh emotional part which is why they they suggest you start at the bottom and work your way up um yeah um there's like uh you, you gotta be a psychopath to go start from the top and go down well, well. <laughs> you're definitely i'm sorry uh if you do that you're a white supremacist and you can't you can't convince me otherwise well speaking of white supremacists so it, oh god in the basement i'm pretty sure the basement is is devoted to like the 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 traumatic experience the, the traumatic part of the black the experience. subjugation of black america right. yeah yeah and uh you know M- there's an emmett till section down there there's a middle passage there's all of these things and i was in line uh waiting for the elevator to go down and maybe about five or six people behind me was this little white girl and I again, I had to have been imagining it because I was like, she could not possibly be here wearing what she was wearing. She, she was wearing, if it wasn't an All Lives Matter shirt, it was a Trump 2016 shirt. And I think I'm going to throw my goddamn laptop. I think <laughs> I took a picture of her and, and I was just like, this is the fucking audacity of white people. You came to this establishment entering this like this space you you were looking for a fight you were looking for a reason to for for somebody to 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 say something to you so you you can be like oh look at them they're they're the violent ones 
I was just yeah they want to be just I was just minding my business like I was Can I-, I was so so angry and it just and thank God I had gone previously but it just ruined the experience for me I was just like you fucking terrorist can i uh offer something as as an alternative way of looking at it which i feel like will kind of paint it in a sadder and maybe worse light Go ahead. i personally believe that that was this a child i mean she had to be at least mid-20s i want to say early to mid-20s okay at least old right. enough to vote old i'll enough say that to vote. okay i believe in my heart that that's somebody that is completely apathetic to the concept of history because hearing about things that happened gives them the ick and they don't understand why it does Mm -hmm. you know like it's very easy to try to make people understand like hey the suffering of black americans in this country is an ongoing struggle and that's something that really needs to be acknowledged and there are many people that are born without that filter that gives them the intrusive thought of are they talking about me because a normal person would hear that and go damn we should probably help ease the suffering of minorities in this country especially ones that are law-abiding citizens and you know although not law-abiding citizens still deserve the same shake as anybody else because these assumptions can't be made if we're supposed to move toward a more progressive society and these people just aren't like they aren't born with the capacity to understand at all uh empathy or like have a basic understanding of even history because like i don't even think that these people are like necessarily broken emotionally no there's just like such a lack of understanding like a lack of exposure i don't know if you want to blame that on like education but, but like I, the way I, that they're raised i feel like at, yeah, at yeah. that point you have to be broken emotionally the 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 very and I, I feel like the very definition of lack of of understanding yeah there, there's a disconnect there right like i'm gonna get angry let me let me be quiet. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. So can can I find some uh, black excellence stuff that'll make you feel a little bit better? Let's do it. Also, on this day, uh, France abolished slavery with a lot of convincing from the former colony that fought for its independence of Haiti. Nice. And the uh, People's Movement for the Liberation of Angola start their armed conflict against Portugal right for independence. Right on. Based, and I'm glad that they did everything in their power to take out all the opposition parties because most of them were U.S. and CIA-backed. Do you do your Googles, kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever, whenever you see an armed conflict that the U.S. takes a part in, uh, please check out the ideology of the people they're pointing their guns at. Boy. And then lastly, uh, Prince did the Super Bowl. Was it today? 2007. Closed on. Oh, purple rain. Nice. Oh, Prince. Oh, rest in peace, brother. Yeah, rest in peace. Let's, let's pour one out for Prince. <laughs> I don't think he would enjoy that very much. He'd rather you pour it on some hot, sexy lady. Maybe uh, Vanity? Or I don't know. Or Ap- Apollonia. So, Apollonia. Yeah. Yo, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> no, also, rest in peace to vanity r.i.p vanity no all our heroes are dying oh i'm s- lance reddick i was uh i got an ad on some social media um 
for Spartacus, uh, the Showtime show. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not Lance Reddick. It's the other guy uh, who plays a vampire on... Shit. What is his name? Well, anyway, back to Lance Reddick. He wasn't on Spartacus. He was on something else. He was in uh, John Wick. And he was also the voice of one of the characters from uh, Forbidden Horizon, Forbidden West. Uh, oh, really? And, uh, its predecessor, Zero Dawn. He's also the voice of Commander Zavala in Destiny. Yes, he is. Rest in peace, Lance Reddick. I love that dude so much. Yeah. All of our heroes are passing on. It's sad. Yo, rest in peace, Andre Brogner. Yeah. Or Andre Brower, is it? Andre Brower. I don't know how to yeah. pronounce that, man. It's Brower? Yeah. God, fantastic actors. All got... Yo, R.I.P. Carl Weathers. That one was that one crazy. Hurt. Yeah. Um, like, I I had just had... Uh, I just had uh, my wife uh, watching Predator, and I was telling her how awesome uh, Carl Weathers was. And then, like, I just kind of went off on, like, a Carl Weathers tangent because of, like, Rocky and stuff and just how much, like, Apollo Creed sort of means to Rocky. And then after that, I'm not going to say those movies take a nosedive, but just keep in mind that as soon as they brought in uh, Adonis Creed, uh, you know, Rocky was back up again. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. Not saying. Just saying. Oy. I actually should probably... Uh, all right. Uh, I've never seen the first seven Rockies. So you only saw Creed? I've only seen Creed. Interesting. And I didn't even watch Creed until, like, the day before or the day of watching Creed 3. It's going to be great because you're going to get to see seven movies of Adrian holding down Rocky like a Coretta. Oh, God. How did we do that? <laughs> How did we get here? <laughs> I need you to know, I, I'm never going to let that phrase go. It will always be in the back of my mind. I will try to fit it into everything I can. Uh, it's too soon. It's too soon. Anyway, I, I was confusing Lance Reddick with Peter Mensa. Peter Mensa. Yeah, he uh, was on Spartacus. Um, he sounds very familiar. Have, I, have, have, we, have we seen him in other things? Um, he was, did you ever watch Midnight Texas? The show about the, I think it's this dude who can see ghosts, and he ends up in this town, and there's like werewolves and angels, and there was a gay angel. Uh, no, it uh, sounds it's, interesting. It's a fun show. I really enjoyed it. Oh, Peter Mensa was in, in uh, 300. He was whoa. He was he was the guy stuff. that gets kicked into the, the pit. The We Are Sparta. That's hilarious. He gets pick, kicked into the pit. I would hate that if that was, like, my claim to fame. It's like, guy that gets straight up, like, X'd in the chest. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, yeah, him and Lance Reddick do resemble each other, but I was confusing him for Lance Reddick. He is still alive. Well, all right, then. Yeah. Any, last, any last thoughts on Black Excellence before we go into our uh, big topic? Um, shout out to me. Shout out to shout out to the Christopher Robin. Shout out to me. I've been Shout out to the Rock and Robin. Oh, you're kind. I've been holding it down. Try, well, trying. So I was I was talking to someone recently. I was like, How are you doing? She's like, I'm here. And I was like, you know. Oof. <laughs> but you you wanna know something? The 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 very fact if you wake up every every day still breathing and and if you can 
open your eyes and and sit up with a smile on your face. You you've you've accomplished something. So yeah, I'm with that. So you know, I'm a, I'm alive. I'm here. I'm kicking. Aren't so, we all? Yeah. But more importantly, you're here. No, oh, thank you. Um, cool. But happy Black History Month to all the black folks and no one else. Well, no free, right, no right. free Metro card transfers in this show. Right. Y'all gotta pay. Sorry, baby. Two seventy-five. Two ninety. How do I know that and you don't? Sorry, baby. Two ninety. It's two ninety. Listen, I've been spoiled by having a personal vehicle. Listen, you're lucky. I'm still taking public transportation. That shit sucks. But I also don't like driving, so yeah, it is what it is. I think it's all right, but I might just be romanticizing it. It probably does suck. Um, cool. Uh, what else we want to talk let's, about? Let's 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 <laughs> let's dive into some problematic television. Yeah, I mean, if we're gonna. If we're going to talk about problematic television, I think maybe we could start with uh, the the upcoming film. If you can call it that. Yeah. Okay. The upcoming flick. Let's not give it too much credit. Uh, uh, Film is strong. Yeah, you're right. Uh, The American Society of Magical Negroes, which is going to be very fun to hear... uh, white people order tickets for i know that people don't do that anymore but you know older people still do so i'd like to i'd like to see how that goes it's like how the american society you know that that old movie that 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 movie that one it's like oh you want to say the full title of that film oh yeah i don't think i will the american i'm here to see the american society the american society movie you know the one you know the one (laughs) it's it's the one it's the one with the people (laughs) With the people, you know them. You know, the, I mean, you don't know the, them. Those people, you don't know uh-huh. them. You, <laughs> you know, those people. Anywho, um, yeah, what a what a moment that had. Yeah, do you, would you would you like to uh, offer your first thoughts, and then we could really get into it? Or um, so, <laughs> much like I think. Uh, most black people who uh, witnessed the the reveal, um, I think when 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 they first dropped the trailer or the teaser, rather, uh, everybody got super excited. They were like, "Oh shit, it's Hogwarts with niggas!" And then it turned. Um, they they released the actual trailer and. Like, like the teaser was really cool because they were like, oh, like, you know, there's there's black people. We got magic and, and, and every, you know, there was that, 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 that thing that went around on Twitter years ago where, where everybody had their, like, their fan cast for, like, Black Hogwarts, right? So we, uh-huh. everybody thought it was, it was like that. We, we finally made it into a movie, right? And then they released the, the trailer and it was not that. very much not that. Um, it was a romantic comedy where, and let me back up a little bit. Like at first we were like, oh, it's, it's, it's black people, Hogwarts. And then they released the second trailer and it was like, oh, okay. So we're actually like going down the rabbit hole with the magical Negro trope. 
And for, you know, anyone who doesn't know what the magical Negro Negro trope is, it's basically where there is a black character whose sole purpose on the face of the planet is to serve the white main character, or their entire purpose is to make sure that the white main character succeeds in whatever it is, you know, like the sassy black friend is the magical Negro trope. Like, it doesn't help that Nicole Byer is in this because no, it doesn't. All she's ever played is the sassy black friend magical Negro trope, and I love her to death. But like, she even makes a joke about it in in one of her comedies. She was like, um, she wants to be the fat black fr- best friend of like Anne Hathaway or something like that. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Girl, get your bag. Um, exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Listen, secure the bag. I'm not gonna. <laughs> but you know. but like the 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 main purpose of the the magical hero is to serve the 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 white main character and to make sure that they succeed at by the end of the the film or television show or whatever. And at first we were like, okay, this is kind of cool, like we don't we don't hate this because it's actually peeling back the layers and like we can actually explore what this trope is and how it's been used in the media so fucking often and how how absolutely terrible it is and we're like oh this is satire this is cool and then we they released the the second trailer and it's a fucking romantic comedy with wait for it a white lead or, 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 or a, a white uh, love interest, excuse me. Um, I mean, she's still a lead. She's the female lead. Is she the female lead, though? Yeah, I would say. Because, uh, you know, what, what's going to happen is, is like, you know, you have your, you have your main character, J- uh, Justice Smith, right? Right. I believe is his name, who is obviously our male lead. And uh, he's going to do the meet cute with her half of the movie is going to be him kind of like contending uh you know his role in this movie mm-hmm. and kind of like trying to subvert that and in order to do that there's going to have to be a lot of situations with our love interest who's probably going to be build I mean maybe not like top build but mm. I would I would call her the female lead all right well it 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 was just like <sighs> They they released the second trailer and we were just like, well fuck, it's a romantic comedy with a white lead, and then everybody was like, oh wait, she's not white, she's Asian, and her name is Anne Lee Bogan, and I was like, but cool, she she may be Asian, but she looks white, and she's white passing, she's white passing, and that's really important, like it's really fucking important to know, and like. It was the quickest, like, grand opening, grand closing I think I've ever seen in history. We were, yeah, you know... It got panned pretty quick, like, like that, Black that first trailer. Black was so excited for it, and with just one trailer, everybody was like, fuck this. And it's so, it, it's so disappointing because I feel like... And yes, I will likely go see it because I I believe in, you know, I can't judge a thing until I've experienced it, right? You know, so I absolutely will likely go see this film, but I'm not excited about it. I'm, I'm not necessarily looking forward to it because there's the lead in was 
dropped so heavy and it feels like the biggest bait and switch that i've ever experienced like all the subversion that could have happened just is is no longer exciting or or interesting or this is just another story that we've already seen before and there's nothing about this that that i'm interested in so and it's i i find it really unfortunate because i love david allen greer same and I really like Justice Smith as well. Like he, he was in the Pokemon movie, uh, or Detective Pikachu, excuse me. Um, yeah, yeah. And like that's the Pokemon movie. You know, I've worked with David Allen Greer. I think he's a, a genius. But like, I and and I want to believe that there is a light at the end of the tunnel because people like the. I don't feel like these particular actors would have signed on for something that will be trash, right? Maybe. Well, maybe. Uh, but there had Listen. there. We can name many Wayne's Brothers films. <laughs> Were they all good? Um, that doesn't make the Wayne's Brothers any less talented. Fair. But I, I like to believe that that when an actor signs on for a project, they believe in it. You know, this isn't this isn't BET. This isn't Tyler Perry. Like, when you sign on, a, on for a project, it's not only just for a check, right? You want to... As an actor, you want to tell a story. You want to, to challenge you know, these tropes and these, these storylines and whatever, but there's nothing about it that's, that really feels new or fresh or, or, or thought provoking. And I'm, I'm really disappointed for that. And I'm disappointed for the people who are in this film because it's going to bomb and it's going to bomb quick. It has like a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes and granted the movie hasn't even come out yet, but yeah, I have a feeling that uh, not too many people are going to look at this movie very fondly. 38% on Rotten Tomatoes and it has not even come out like and y'all did it to Here yourselves. It and it, I think I think the biggest issue that I take with it might be that it kind of just feels like uh like kind of like a liberal slop. Yeah, a little bit. Like where they're where they're not really like they're not willing to explore the idea of the trope more than they are giving the chance for everybody to kind of be like, "Oh, boop." If you give if you give uh, this kind of country advice, then you know you'll be you'll be a-okay boss and yeah. and then justice smith is just like oh well i don't know anything about that like i i, I don't want to do all that kind of stuff and like there's there's ways that i'm sure that they're going to explore it i'm not gonna not give them credit they they titled the movie that for a reason right. so i'm not i'm not gonna say that they're not going to explore it but i will say that i think that there might have been just kind of better ways to go about looking at the concept of the magical negro itself as opposed to just literally making them like magical black people there's something to be said when everybody kind of already understands the concept so you don't really have to hold anybody's hand while you walk them through it and there there's like a way to flip that like they could have made the lead a black woman and then it just kind of be like well she negates his powers or like you know i mean maybe this is something you can speak to more but i jokingly was just like well i noticed that like all of the magical negroes in the movie like the whole like council i guess they're a little bit of darker persuasion Hmm. and justice smith yeah i was hoping that maybe there could be like some sort of daywalker situation where like his powers don't necessarily work the same way because he's light skinned. Wow. That could have been something fun to explore. Yeah. And they're not even really given that. It it also I was thinking about this. It 
it feels, <laughs> and I don't know how controversial this is to say, but I, I, I know this sentiment is shared a, uh, a bit. Um, it feels much like how <laughs> Kenya Barris writes his projects. It's it's the black experience told for a white audience. Like Blackish, love Blackish. Blackish is is great, an amazing show, but it's it's not for us. It's not for Blackish is not for black people. Yes, they're they're very you know it's an entirely black cast and and like there are references that we know, but it's not to educate us because we we already know it, right? It feels much this. It feel, feels very much like that, and I. Uh, I struggle to see what the point was if you're not going to make this film for us. Like, it, it just feels very like, let's hold white people's hand and teach them about racism. <laughs> like, I, Liberal slop. I don't have the Liberal time. I don't, I don't want to sit here and teach white people how not to be trash. Like, I, yeah, am, not a, like, I am not a magical Negro. And then I'm just... I don't want to watch you handhold them and and like pat them on the back and like oh you know it's okay like yeah I don't know there's nothing about it that's exciting and and I'm 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 very disappointed. <laughs> the movie itself is the magical Negro singularity, right? Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. yeah, coming off of that, uh, since we were talking about uh, television and you did bring up Tyler Perry. Ooh. I was thinking maybe we could talk a little bit more about, because of this movie and the polarizing uh, opinion going around on the internet, let's talk about black television. Let's talk about black television. I grew up on black television. Same. <laughs> was big, big UPN kid, uh, the Parker's Steve Harvey show. Mm -hmm. uh, two of us, was, was it was it was it two of us or one-on-one? One-on-one. Uh, on one. Two of us was the one about the brothers, right? I think it was yeah. about the brothers. One-on-one -on -one was... Was it like Kyla Pratt and Flex and... Alexander? Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah! I think like uh, the love interest was like Jet Jackson. Uh, what, what's no, the not Jet. Uh, who everyone says that I look like? Uh, Robert Richard. Oh man! Oh god! See, this is this is absolutely taking me and, down memory lane. And I'm sorry. Then. I'm sorry. That shit is racist as fuck. Just because we're both high yellow light skin and have pretty eyes does not mean we look alike. No, no, it doesn't. I look but nothing you do like both that. Have all those qualities. I look nothing like that young man. And uh, uh, <laughs> was it, is his name uh, Shorty Smoky uh, from um, Light It Up? Do you remember Light, Light it, up? it Up? The the I don't think I do. Oh, Light It Up was great. Usher was in it. Um, what? Yeah, back when Usher was still acting. Yo, acting Usher. Oh man, that was a thing for a minute. Um. Yeah, Light It Up was great. Uh, Rosario Dawson was in it. Vanessa Williams. What? Yeah. What? Mm hmm Forrest Whitaker. So Yo, what is this show? So basically, it, well, it's a movie. Um, oh, oh, it's a movie. And Okay, this makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, um, I forget what exactly happened, but a bunch of... A school gets shut down. Uh, I think, like, somebody brings a gun to school. Uh, it's a bunch of high school kids and someone brings a gun to school and they shut the school down and these kids hold un unknowingly hold teachers hostage 
Um, actually, I'm looking up, looking it up now. It says a topical story of a group of high school students who form a protest when they become fed up with their school's poor conditions. After a shot is accidentally fired and a police officer is wounded, the resulting standoff results in a media frenzy that pits the dirt digging media against the well intentioned students. It is an amazing film. Um, but yeah, this is back in Usher's acting days. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out. Mm. That sounds great. It's it's a really great film, and Robert Richard is in it. Uh, Vanessa Williams, uh, is it not Bullethead? Uh, no, he wasn't in Steve Harvey Show. Uh, Fredro Starr, he was on Moesha. Uh, oh, Moesha. Uh, who did he play on Q? He played Q on Moesha. Uh huh. Yeah. It, but if you get a chance, watch watch light it up it's an amazing film um all right well i mean i i think that us looking fondly on on the old upn days kind of pretty much informs our opinion about that already very uh empowering black primetime television like i forget when upn started like i feel like it just it i feel like it just was like a uh a like the WB's like I don't know uh, foster brother or foster sister that just appeared one day uh-huh. and just sort of like blew up and like yeah one on one Moesha I'm trying to remember more of the 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 lineup. Oh, so, oh, girlfriends. Uh, just for quick, yeah, girlfriends. Oh my God. Speaking of blackish, oh boy, Tracy Ellis Ross. Listen, an icon. She is. Uh, what is it? Uh, she's an icon. She's a legend, and she is the moment. Truly. Yeah. Yeah, she really is. Like mm-hmm. that woman. Like I gotta say, like of all the of all the women in girlfriends, I didn't think that she would be the one that like blew up the hardest. But well, of course you know, she's fucking. She's Diana Ross's daughter. Of course she was gonna blow up. But she we didn't know that Diana back Ross's then. Daughter. No, I certainly didn't. My my favorite, uh, hands down. Oh, go ahead. For background, uh, launched in 1995, closed in 2006. 1995. Ah, okay, okay. Um, I gotta say, like the lineup on UPN was crazy. I mean, it will always, for me, it will always be half and half. Do you remember half and half? I do remember half yeah. and half. Yeah. Very vaguely, but like. Uh, half, and, half and half to this day, and I will, I will die on this hill, has the best theme song. The best theme song. It's, it's uh, Thelma Tompkins from Family Matters. Uh-huh. The, the, she was the, she was the sister um it had homegirl from from the craft oh my god i do remember this wow half and half yeah rachel true from the craft uh-huh and then she she was and what i loved about it was she was like a music not a music producer but a uh she was an agent and like it was one of the few shows like following 
like, uh, not girlfriends, um, living single, where black women were in, like, media and positions of power, and, like, I just thought that, for me, like, being the product of, of black women who were in positions of power, I was just like, oh, this is amazing, like, I'm tired of seeing shit where, where black women are, are like, crackheads and, 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 like, you know, baby mama drama and all that shit, like, yeah, like, the sister was, was a little bougie, but they, she was, she was a lawyer, I think, I think the sister was a lawyer, so, yeah, it was just, like, girlfriends, half and half, one of after Living Signal is one one of those few shows that like put black women in in high positions of power and in control and it was just really like familiar to me. Yeah, I gotta say, I'm kind of obsessed with the fact that I forgot that the show existed and like looking at the cast and like the people that have like guest starred on the show, like these it's basically like a who's who of like black character actors yeah. that like you're just like oh damn like you did like a million things after this yeah <clears throat> but going back to what yeah going back to what you were saying about being able to see uh, black characters as something other than a crackhead I guess maybe because um, I was never exposed to stuff like that growing up mm-hmm. my only uh, painted portrayal of black people in media was just and like this was also part of my experience anyway because uh, my mom was basically like the only she was like she was you know she's Puerto Rican but like she's pale pale next to just working only with black people in Brownsville and like basically being like a translator for them with uh, like you know like Dominican and Puerto Rican uh, and like other Spanish speaking uh, households right yeah, you know, like, I I grew up around, uh, like, what I guess would today just be described on the internet as, like, black excellence, you know. I was right. always around people that, uh, you know, presented themselves as, like, pillars of the community. And, and, like, not only that they presented themselves as pillars of the community, but they were uh, people that uplifted communities. Like, these are, like, community outreach people right. that... Uh, helped uh, the homeless uh, lots of social workers and stuff that were helping uh, poorer families and yeah. families that were in desperate need and like to see those kind of people also be portrayed on television just kind of felt like so normal to me that I didn't realize how foreign it was to so many other people absolutely yeah with like and this is my my problem with people like fucking Tyler Perry I need Tyler Perry to go to therapy. Get his ass. Like, I need him to really... And I say this all the time. I need this man to unpack whatever trauma it is that he has surrounding black women. Like, every every single Tyler Perry production... Well, well, let's start here. The man doesn't have a writer's room. So, like, everything he does, he writes himself... And it shows. Cook that fraud like a poor shoulder. It shows. And, like, whatever his issue is with black women or whatever, like, unresolved trauma there is surrounding black women, like, I need, I, like, it's imperative that you unpack that shit. 
as soon as possible. And and like all of these shows on on BET Sisters and uh uh there's one about a cult this like this like all black cult in Nebraska or some shit. Tyler Perry never writes like like this particular show like these women are 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 basically slaves and what it it's black handmaid's tale basically i was just about to say that i was like is he trying to do handmaid's tale but like but poorly and it's it's just I mean, like it sounds pretty poor <laughs> truly and it's just like it's old and it's tired. All of the black women in all of his shows are either like terrible parents, like the 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 movie that 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 uh, Taraji did. Uh, I can do bad all by myself. Um, I can do bad all by myself. Where I think she's like a prostitute or or something. Like it's just all of these terrible terrible fucking tropes of black women, and it's like, dude, we get it, we get it what else do you have like Find, uh, seek jesus <laughs> uh <laughs> don't be uh don't be a light-skinned black man otherwise you're uh you're a fraud and uh a wimp right that's something that right. i always noticed i was like really consistent with his movies like, i was just like i feel like a really really hot light-skinned guy like stole your girl a long long time ago when you were in college and like you never let it go like you started writing these plays and like you know maybe maybe like kirk franklin looked at your girl sideways and you're just like no well this cannot stand kirk franklin <laughs> no listen i love kirk franklin stomp is my shit sorry and, and, and like you know i i want to i want to always give props where props are due like shout out to tyler perry he's built this empire by himself and and, and like i think that's that is commendable but we also have to you know after the props are given after we you know give everybody the flowers like we also have to acknowledge like yes he's a necessary evil he's he's given so many black people opportunities and 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 that's where i have so much difficulty because i'm like you you obviously are for the culture you can never say that tyler perry is not for black people or at least I can't say that, right? But when you look at the 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 the, the what is it the kids say? Um, look at the material. When you look at the material, it's always on the backs of black people. Like it's always like, and this is why black people in 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 like the South and 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 like all of these rural towns identify with. You know, th- this is why he's gotten so popular because. It's all of these downtrodden stories and these 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 really pathetic stories that people in these communities identify with, and it's like we can be more than crackheads. Like we can be more than prostitutes. We can be more than you know. Uh, just it's just it's fucking terrible. Like a lot of a lot of his shit is terrible. And well, at the end of the day, I will say, like, even though I kind of said it jokingly when I said seek Jesus, like, these are at their core just really Christian morality tales. It just happens to have, like, the uh, the veneer <sighs> of it being uh, predominantly black casts, you know, with the exception yeah. of a few movies. Like, I know that there's some movies where 
they're a little bit more uh it's a little bit more of a melting pot but not by much i mean i think it's just the family that prays <laughs> like or that that one christmas one uh with uh with uh tika sumter where she's she's dating the the white man but doesn't tell her mom did you ever see that one it just sounds like guess who's coming to dinner a little bit a little bit uh and i just like i'm tired that's a that's a fun trope that's been done a million times i'd like to see it get done again art of imitating life tinker something is with a white man but you know we won't touch on that but (laughs) oh i thought uh, i thought we were gonna keep shading over here real quick everything i've seen her and she's always with a white man but you know whatever um don't sue me tika something uh yeah i, I think just, she'd sue you you're only literally stating a fact well, she is dating a white man i don't well, know this, married but... married to oh oh sorry oh my god yeah. she's from hollis really she's from hollis yeah all right all right where tyler perry is concerned it's another one of those things where i feel like it's the black experience for white people uh-huh could i actually uh could i just revisit uh something else that we were talking about when we were talking about uh tyler perry yeah uh you also uh I think that you had mentioned uh, BET at some point as well. Oh, well. And I was just curious about your thoughts of maybe not specifically BET, but things like black entertainment television and the things that they've spawned like uh, World Star Hip Hop or uh, what's what's the other one? Uh, the Shade Room. Well, because uh, these are all <laughs> uh, these are also to me like kind of endemic of what's wrong with the way that uh black people and minorities in general are portrayed because it's not just the uh portrayal of black people and there's a lot of positivity you know yeah they do they do the uh i believe that they they host the essence awards don't they uh probably yes and like you know there's a like there's a lot that goes into that like you know i always felt like the the bt awards is a, a good way to celebrate a lot of black music and like it's a lot of people like to believe that it's only really hip-hop and yes that's a predominant part of it but there's like there's black pop artists that show up there's uh like black soul singers and r&b they have uh gospel award they have a gospel awards as well like you Mm -hmm. know like there's a lot of i think that there is a lot of like net positive for uh bet but where i take issue is the way that they filter uh, messages that they want to get across. Yeah. Uh, Like, uh, I was never a fan of, and I feel like maybe this is leading into more of uh, my politics, but the idea of black capitalism as a way to use the identity of being black as to uh, do the whole, like, yeah, you know, like, get your money, but first give me your money. Like... (laughs) All, all like the uh, the Creflo dollars and Peter Popoffs. Oh God, uh, Creflo Dollar has fucking jets. Yeah, yeah, but like you know, like stuff like that 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 uh, BET tends to air. Um, you know, like you were saying before, like uh, some of Tyler Perry's uh, more problematic ideas of, of what a, a black home should look like. Because up until this point, I don't think I've ever seen like a very positive or any kind of actual portrayal of queer people in, well, in his movies have I, they i don't think there are any oh interesting interesting uh, or even in i think in 
in Sisters, from what I from what I've gathered from Sisters, uh, there is there was a like queer adjacent storyline where I think one of the girls was dating this man who either wanted to be pegged or this is the not, not safe for work portion. Um, he, he either wanted to be pegged or, or wanted her to eat his ass or something, something of that nature. Um, something that had to do with his ass. Um, and it was this huge storyline about how, well, she can't date him anymore because he's gay and she has to break it off. And how could she like, uh, just like, ugh, I'm so tired. Uh, for the record, I believe that this is the Av's opinion that if you want to do butt stuff, that don't necessarily make you gay. That makes you a sexual explorer. Listen, butt stuff is just that. It's butt stuff. And if you are a man doing it, doing butt stuff with a woman, that makes you a man doing butt stuff with a woman. And if a woman's doing butt stuff with a man, that makes it a woman doing butt stuff with a woman. And the Listen, action does God not put- define the person. God put that button there as a funny. You and these buttons. Why you gotta be a button? Why are you always pushing it? <laughs> um, uh, listen, man, second eight just dropped, so oh God. don't be shocked. Well, yeah, I gotta I have to download that. Um But yeah, like I I don't ever remember seeing any positive depictions of queer people. Um yeah, off uh, yeah. On B T writ BT, large. Like Tyler Perry, everywhere. Like, and I think it it also goes back to like these Christian sensibilities. Like, BT markets to like the Bible Belt, right? Like black people in in the South, and like BT doesn't make make uh, content for like people who live in New York because. We're too woke for that shit. Like, you know, um, so yeah, it's it's actually you'd be surprised. Uh, when I used to work in uh, Long Island, a lot of my coworkers who were older black women were all very very much into like BET programming and stuff, mm-hmm. and like you know they used to talk Tyler about uh, stuff like that and fucking like love and hip hop yeah. and shit. Like you know, they love black, they love black entertainment television. That like, you know, not strictly BET, but just in general, black well, entertainment. Well, I I think, like, Bad Girls Club didn't help the perception of, you know, I I I look at, and maybe this is just my my experience, but I I I think that shows like Bad Girls Club are black shows like i think obviously real housewives of atlanta that's a black show um i i'm still trying to figure out if abbott elementary is a black show yes it is that's just my personal opinion i still struggle with it i would i i would like it to be but i think it's you know it being about the Philadelphia public school system, which is also predominantly black. I wonder. I struggle. I I don't know, but I I appreciate now that we're sort of moving away from. I think with the advent of of reality television, we were sort of glorifying like drama, right? And and not in not in a good way, right? 
Um, so I appreciate shows now, like, and I know I, I, I sort of harangued it a little bit earlier, but Blackish, I think Blackish is an amazing show. You know, whoever its target audience is, you know, a separate conversation, but um, I think we're finally moving away from this glorification of the negative aspects of, of, of blackness. Um, and we're finally, much like I was saying earlier, like, I'm so tired of us being highlighted for like being the dregs of society. I love Janine Teagues and her positivity and how much she wants to, to make an impact on, you know, their children in Philadelphia and, 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 you know, like, I'm so happy that we're sort of finally moving away from this performative blackness and like performative violence for entertainment sort of thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's what I got. <laughs> Would you say that we're entering a new UPN era? <sighs> no, because one basic fact that we are not being confined to one network, obviously, like Insecure. Insecure being on, on HBO. HBO is a massive network, right? Um, and they did have a Black Girl Sketch Comedy. Black Girl Sketch Show, yeah. So even though it got canceled, then we won't talk about that. Wait, but... is it Black Girls Sketch Show or Black Lady Sketch Show? Black Lady Sketch Show. Yeah, yeah there we go. Oh, I get the name wrong. Yeah. No, you're good. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think we're entering a, a UPN era because we are not being relegated to one place. Hell yeah. Our story, our stories are being told in so many areas, so many ways. Um, you know, uh, Lovecraft Country. You know, <laughs> like we're we're now also in in addition to being told in different spaces, we're we're allowing different genres, we're allowing the black stories to be told through different genres. Um, it's not just like family esque comedies, you know. It's not we're not just being relegated to sitcoms. Got um, it. I hope that answered your question. Yeah, I, I think it did. Just to wrap things up, since you brought it up. Yeah. What, what were your thoughts on uh, Lovecraft Country? Was it a? I I had a few in- issues with it, um, but overall, I think it was an amazing show. I I'm still a little unclear as to why it got canceled. There there are rumors that there was issues with Misha Green. There I I I don't know what what happened. And I can't speak to why it got canceled. I am disappointed that it got canceled. Yeah. Um, uh, some people said that it was always intended to be one season. I don't know. Didn't seem uh, like it. I yeah, I don't know. So. I gotta say, there were a couple of episodes of that show that, like, genuinely, like, got to me emotionally. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking specifically of the one where, um, what's this lady? Uh... The time, the time traveling woman, the the lady that figured out time travel. What was her name again? Uh, Hippolyta. 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 Hippolyta, not Hippolyta. Right, Hippolyta. When she goes back in time and saves this man by just being like, "Hey, you're coming with me on a journey. I got, I got some shit to show you." Like that whole episode. Like by the time it got to them, just like exploring outer space together and then like the episode got super trippy like i was actually like legitimately in tears fantastic episode interesting show but uh, just to bring it uh full circle a little bit uh shout out to journey smollett that young lady 
Shout has out to, been acting. Yeah, word. She has been acting her ass off since she was like five years old. Yeah. Like, shout out to Journey Smollett. Hell yeah. Um, but then even even uh, Anjanu Ellis, uh, I didn't realize has been acting for decades. Uh, she she's she played Hippolyta. Like that lady has been acting in everything. Um, so yeah, but oh, but then we got to talk about Jonathan Majors. <laughs> we don't have to if you don't want to. I don't think it's necessarily. Um, I'm just. I'm disappointed around the whole, the whole thing. I'm. Uh, that is all. That is all that I can say. We we on the Ave believe victims, and also Jonathan Majors is Jonathan Majors. That's all I got. <laughs> Bro, you got a civil rights fetish. It's weird, man. It is a little weird, a little weird, a little weird. But you know, whatever. If he want to be the next MLK, then. Good luck. Good luck, sir. <laughs> You're in jail, so you got you got what five years to like think up a really, 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 really good speech. No, he wasn't sentenced. Oh, he wasn't. No, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. I thought that they, I thought I'd heard something about him going to. Well, you know I, what? Where wherever you are right now, I hope that you take some time to reflect genuinely on whatever the hell is going on with women. that. Stop dating white women. Uh, yeah, you could do that, or. <laughs> Or you could continue doing it, and then see um, where. See that's if, how you got fucked up in the first place. See if that gets you any. See if that gets you any closer to uh, finding yourself a Coretta. Right. Mm. Anyway, um, I think this is a good place to end it. <laughs> uh, there was something else I wanted to say. Oh, oh, yeah, uh, please do. Oh, um, I wanted to give a shout out to um, Watchmen and Regina King. Ooh. Also, another person who has been acting her ass off for decades shout out to that wonderful soul um yeah yeah hell yeah would you consider uh watchmen the show a black show originally i didn't and then i realized exactly how much of it was actually just the way that like fascist tendencies are like kind of entwined in american culture well yeah and then i was just like yeah, nah, it totally makes sense that the Hooded Justice was black and also that Dr. Manhattan is black. Like, all these things make sense, just like yeah. as a, as a, somebody on the outside, you know, looking in and realizing yeah. that they are powerless to stop society from tearing itself apart. Yeah. There's a, there's a metaphor there. Yeah, for sure. Also, real quick before we get out of here, I think that it might be a good time to kind of since we're at the beginning of uh black history month as a as a podcast uh, not necessarily at the beginning you know today's the fourth but uh i think it's a good place to sort of draw our line in the sand on where we stand uh oh the line's been drawn we we support victims we believe victims free palestine Black Lives Matter. Trans Lives Matter. Protect trans youth. Protect, um, honestly, queer youth. Protect queer youth. Um, protect youth in general. Let's let's uh, let's start raising these kids right. You know, you you want to you want to you want to preach the word of Jesus? Uh, do what he said. Turn the other cheek. Treat your neighbor with love. Get these yeah. money grubbing yeah. assholes out of our temples. Get these money grubbing oh. assholes out of our society. Right on. Jesus was not a pacifist. 
Just remember that he 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 certainly yeeted people from the temple. Just like, Not dude, check Jesus the Bible passages, yeeted. Bro. Jesus yeeted. A uh, Jesus yote. Sorry, yeah, you're right. I misspoke. Jesus yote. Are, is that the title of this episode? <laughs> Jesus oh, no, you're, yeeted. <laughs> G- it's either it, I I did want it to be something else, but now I kind of want it to be Jesus Yote. Oh Lord! Um, but yeah, on that note, um, in the words of the oh no, this Black History Month, I can't quote Bob Barker. Damn. Oh no. In, in the words of Bob Barker's Black Tether. Okay. Have your pets spayed or neutered? I listen. It, they can't all be good. Oh. Uh, <laughs> let, let me try this one. Uh, in the names of noted black ally Jerry Springer, take care of yourselves mm. and each other. And on that note, we've been on the Ave. Or we're on the Ave. This has been the Ave. This has been the Ave. Catch you next time. See you later. Peace. Hey.